All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. The magic of tidying up digitally enables you to reorganize the organized mind. It's delight and surprise. It is magic. I don't step back from that word a bit. When you can be conscious and aware of the magical moments. You can find joy. Uh, That's what we want. It's Note to Self, and welcome back to Info Magical, a week of challenges to help us make information overload disappear. I'm Manoush Zamarodi, and today is day two, a magical phone. Marie Kondo lovers, this day is for you. But if you don't know who Marie Kondo is, or you weren't here on day one, don't worry. Keep listening or head on over to WNYC.org slash InfoMagical. It takes less than a minute to choose a personal information goal and sign up. You'll get a personalized emoji and the choice of texting directly with me and the team or participating by email, whichever way is easier for you. The idea with InfoMagical is that it's kind of digital literacy, but way more fun. This project will help you organize your overwhelmed brain and think more clearly. And when this mini podcast is over, go back and listen to our first episode, The Case for InfoMagical. It explains a lot more, the science and the research about how we got here. Okay, so let's get on with today's challenge. Magical phone. Marie Kondo's first book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, was bought by millions. All the moms in my bootcamp class were talking about it. And her decluttering method is simple, if a bit weird. So here's what you have to do. You have to hold things close to you, decide if they are sparking joy, and if they don't, get rid of them. For example, when I tidied my closet using the condo method, I held each t-shirt up to my chest. If I didn't feel joy, then I thanked the t-shirt for its hard work and put it in a bag for textile recycling. The t-shirts that did fill my heart with joy were carefully folded, a very special condo way, and then lined up in a drawer from dark to light. Yes, the condo method is very specific. And yes, My t-shirt drawer looks amazing and makes me happy every time I open it. I never considered using this method on things you can't touch, like apps or Word documents or anything virtual. But then this guy... Christopher Mims, technology columnist of Wall Street Journal. ...wrote this piece last year. The magic of tidying up digitally. Which is such an obvious homage to... The life-changing magic of tidying up. 
by Marie Kondo. Yes. No, okay, but now we're going to talk about something that you can't actually touch. So explain how you took her process and applied it to your stuff. Yeah, it was a Digital little bit stuff. of a mystery. But, you know, we live in this world where we have these magical touch interfaces. And in that touch process, it turns out, for me at least, was really key. So Really? Yeah. Wait, so you're saying, like, even though you can't, like, hold an app, so to speak, you're saying because we use touch screens, the sensation of touch is actually important. Yeah. And I think Apple has been great at this. So they... (laughs) I'm laughing because it's so crazy awesome. Yeah. So just on a whim, I was like, all right, I'm going to do that thing where you, you poke at your screen until the app icon starts shaking and just touching them... And thinking about, does this bring me joy? It triggers those memories of, you know, how do I truly feel about it? Am I using it? Am I actually going to use it in the future? And just, it's a moment of mindfulness, really. And you know, the moment you touch that app, whether or not you should delete it or not, her entire philosophy is you should just do it all at once. It doesn't take that long to do your phone. And then when you're done, you've probably freed up a lot of space. Christopher has just one folder with all his apps on the front of his phone. Well, I am a journalist, so I had a bunch of news apps I had on there out of obligation. And I realized, you know what? I'm not looking at these. They don't bring me joy. They're not part of my process. Mostly what you see on Christopher's phone is the screensaver, a super cute and joy-inducing picture of his son. I wanted to know, though, what Marie Kondo thought of Christopher's method, because she also tackles other digital stuff in her new book, Sparking Joy. It's very nice. So when you tidy and organize things using my method, it's very important that you only keep things that spark joy for you, but also to keep it simple. So this is a really good way to do that. It's almost like we have to tidy our brains, kind of. So one thing I recommend when you're organizing your brain is to write them down. So write your thoughts down. Because one of the methods I do when it comes to my tidying method, uh, I take out everything. So when I tidy my clothes, I take out all the clothes out of the house and then, you know, put it in front of you. So I do the same thing with my thoughts. And does she say, (laughs) does she say to herself, well, if there's a thought that doesn't spark joy... What does she do with it then? So uh, I would say those thoughts that don't spark joy, how I organize things is, it's not that I organize them, but I understand that that's there. And then from there, I think of reasons why I feel that way about those thoughts. And then I try to come up with solutions. And then if you can't come up with a solution, then I just thank them, saying thank you for coming up and making me think. You mention in your book that when you were in college, you, and these are your words, that you had a nervous breakdown when it came to tidying. So when I had the nervous breakdown when I was in college, I actually fainted. But uh, it was only because I was focusing so much on throwing things away. What I learned from this experience was I need to focus more on what to keep because those things spark joy for me. So concentrating on what you want to keep, not what you want to throw away. Is that what Christopher Mims, the Wall Street Journal tech columnist turned digital condo aficionado, had done? Did that mean that there were hardly any apps left in that one folder on his phone? I made him count. Let's see. 
All right, let's open this folder and see how many screens it is, and then we'll just multiply by nine. So it's one, whoops. So it's 81 you approximately apps. 81 apps, which is not a small amount. It's not, but you know what? Uh, it is an average amount. So Tim Cook, in one of his keynotes, said that the average iPhone user has something around 80 apps. Just to be clear, are we saying that this is about the visual representation of your apps or indeed paring down the number of apps you have? Both. And the other thing is that, like, you have to pare down everything that they do, too. So pare down the number of notifications you're getting, the kind of notifications. The other thing is people don't always know this. You know that little, it's the most maddening thing from a behavioral perspective, that little red Yes. Dot on the app that has a number inside yes. of it. And these are the number of notifications you're missing on your all of your messaging apps and your email and your Facebook. You can turn that off too per app. You can? And I have turned that off for everything. Oh, I'm going to do that. By putting all of those apps into one folder, you can search for them by name. And what happens is your device becomes task-oriented instead of like a place that you go to be like, okay, what do I need to do next? So uh-huh. it's entirely generated with you. All right. This is good. This is good. We're going to give it a try. This is an attempt because like what you're saying, I don't need all of this information. Right. It's an external pressure. Cool. Thank you so much, Christopher. Sure. Mims. Absolutely. Okay. You do it too. Tidy that phone, friends. And if you're not sure how to do it the condo way, there's a how-to at our website, wnyc.org slash infomagical. And heck, if you'd rather, attack the laptop. Get rid of all those bookmarks that you never click on anyway. Make your browser sparkle with simplicity. See if that visual sparseness does indeed extend to your brain as you stick to your information goal. And send us a screenshot after you do it. Use the hashtag infomagical. Full disclosure, note to self-executive producer Jen Poyant loved today's challenge. She found it easy and satisfying. But me? Oh, this one was agonizing. I just really couldn't bring myself to make a fully blank home screen on my phone. And I think this makes sense because generally I find apps more joyful than Jen does anyway. Whatever. You can see the spectrum of condoed phones, mine, Jen's, Christopher Mims at WNYC.org slash Infomagical. We also have a special treat for you there, some beautiful Infomagical phone backgrounds that you can use to fill up all that extra screen space that you'll have. Infomagical Texters will be checking in with you later. Thanks so much for helping us collect data this week. Infomagical emailers will be back tomorrow morning. For now, make those gadgets spark some joy, goddammit. The Note to Self team and I look forward to hearing and seeing about your magical phone. If glitter had a sound, it would be WNYC Studios, which makes sense because that's where Note to Self and InfoMagical are made. I'm Anoush Samarodi. Talk to you tomorrow. Day three tomorrow. Magical brain.